We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Suicide Prevention Month, and we've had some programming related to it, and we just want to talk a little bit more about about the subject. As difficult as it is, uh, it is super important. I don't I don't know anyone who hasn't been touched at some, some level. So we want to bring in Dr. Javid Sukera, uh, Chair of Psychiatry at the Institute of Living here on Bryan & Company and WTIC. Uh, Dr. Sukera, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. How are you? Okay, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, listen, in terms of um, suicides, uh, from the statistics, it looked like during the pandemic they actually went down. Have they ticked back up? So it, it's a complicated question. I think that there's varying statistics and varying groups and subpopulations. Um, generally speaking, there has been a little bit of an uptick, but because everything's gone sideways with the pandemic, it's tough to make any sweeping generalizations. Okay, so the trend, there's no way, there's no sense of what the trend is right now? Well, there, there has been a little bit of an increase. Uh, since the pandemic, but again, the pandemic has has definitely altered everything that we've seen in terms right. of uh, how we what we know about the trends. So, in terms of the pandemic, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of social, emotional. I mean, I have children, and I know, you know, what I don't want to say damage, but I know the impact that a lot of a lot of it's had on our young people. But it's not just young people. I mean, what what are you seeing more of in terms of mental health challenges? And I mean, again, there's such a range of ages, and it changes. So I I don't know how not to generalize, but um, how how bad has it been for people coming out of this? It's been pretty bad. There's a lot of uh, people who have struggled, a lot of young people who have struggled. Uh, the pandemic has definitely lifted um, lifted the veil on a crisis. And when we couple that with uh, not enough of a workforce, not enough access, it's made it even worse. There's a lot of people who've been suffering, who've been struggling. Many have been struggling in silence. Uh, but if anything, the pandemic has helped us bring words to what's happening and encourage people to speak up and ask for help. We're talking with Dr. J- Javid Sukara from the Institute of Living. You know, one of the things, you know, when it comes to therapy, you know, uh, if people want to get help, sometimes resources and money are a massive issue. When are we going to? When are we going to get to the point where, and even physical issues are? I think the insurance system's kind of broken but you know it's certainly more difficult to deal with mental issues and physical issues i mean i i've asked this question before of other people but when are we going to get to the point where we treat them equally in terms of how we cover them with insurance well i hope we get there soon i think that there's many absurdities in our system and we continue to have uh, prejudicial underfunding of these types of treatments um, we know that there needs to be parity and there's been positive movement in that direction, but we're not yet in a state where um, we have the same access, the same coverage, and the same um, financing of mental health challenges compared to physical health challenges. 
you know, the Institute of Living obviously deals with inpatient, outpatient, a whole range of, of, of services. It's just a, a big operation. In terms of the age demographics, I mean, wh- I mean, I can't say which one concerns you the most because they're all concerning. But in terms of the patterns, I mean, is it young people that are, are, are really more in your radar than before? I mean, wh- what demographic breakdown can you share with us? Well, at the Institute of Living, we work with all populations, young and old, uh, including kids, teens, uh, and all the way up to geriatric. Definitely uh, among the most concerns are uh, for young people because we know that early intervention is very clear that the sooner that you get someone help, the longer lasting the effects of that help is. So So that's why it's even more, more important that in younger populations, if they're struggling, if they're suffering, they get access to help. We don't want it to affect their school. We don't want it to become something that, that they have to deal with for their entire lives. And we want to encourage them to speak out and recognize that asking for help is no sign of weakness. In fact, it's the strongest thing they can do. Yeah, I totally agree. What about if if we are near someone that we're worried about, about self-harm? You know, what, what can people who who are near it and concerned, what can they, what should they do? So it can be very scary as an adult to learn about this or to to suspect this or worry about it. I think the most important thing for us to do is to lean into it and be there for that person. Bear witness to it, but not try to take up too much space or create a sense of urgency for them to fix something. It's really about giving people permission to feel, recognizing that we can create space and encourage them to speak up and ask for that help. Um, but to be gentle about it and not to force ourselves in. Well, how do you help? Uh, what sort of th- things do you work with people in terms of trying to get someone you care about into therapy if they're resistant to it? Because a lot of people tell me, you know, if they don't want to do it, then you can't force them to. So because they have to be willing and open to to do it to get the benefit of it. And so like that that in, in the circles I've been in is is the challenge sometimes when you know someone needs to talk to somebody, but they refuse to do it. It is very challenging, and I think part of what I share with people is that resistance to get help, it's often rooted in a lot of shame. And shame can get worsened by judgment, it can get worsened by stigma. Understanding the roots of why someone might be resistant to ask for help really speaks to why it's important to validate how they're feeling, um, not make them feel abnormal or feel like they're less than or not worthy, but validate it and make sense of it with them together uh, and remind people that they're the ones that, that have to step up and take some actions, but that we as their supporters and people who care for them are here to, to help them with that, that they don't have to suffer alone and that they weren't meant to suffer alone. Dr. Javid Sukara, the chair of psychiatry at the Institute of Living here on Brian & Company. Anything else as we, we deal with Suicide Prevention Month here in September that, that people should be thinking about? Well, we covered a lot, but I think it just boils down to, to leaning in when you see someone suffering, not to be afraid, um, and really being as non-judgmental as we can, but being there for people and um, seeking connection. It can save a life. All right. Doctor, it's a it's a not an easy morning subject necessarily, but it's an important one. So we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. All right. Dr. Javid Sukera, chair of psychiatry at the Institute of Living. And yeah, it's hard. I mean, I, I think that that's one element of it all is that if you know someone needs help, but they don't want the help, how do you get them help? Because if they have to be willing and open to getting it for it to work, I mean, that's a 
kind of a vicious kind of cycle. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.